Hi guys, welcome back to our a new Redeem podcast episode. Today we have Kat, we have Jenny, we have Leila, and we have myself, Shaylee. And today basically we're going to talk about more leading to obedience is better than sacrifice. And the reasons why I say this is because a lot of the times we think um, our sacrifice is better, but actually we're wrong in that point. Our obedience is way better and it says that in the bible it says that the lord wants obedience and it's better for us to obey than to be able to sacrifice ourselves and i see here in luke 46 i mean luke 6 46 and it says why do you call me lord lord but you don't do what i say so we see here that how is it that we declare upon the lord's name how is it that we call him lord that we were that we say oh we're followers of jesus but we don't even obey him in the first place we see here that in the story of jonah um i gathered and i, I researched about him and i and i saw that jonah he was disobedient to the lord and the and just to give you guys a little sum up um jonah started um god talked to jonah i'm sorry and god talked to jonah and said oh i need to i'm gonna send you to the city of none of it and for you to tell the city that for them to be able to stop doing evil and wicked things because this city they kept doing evil things and they had no guidance they had no one to tell them oh you can't do this or you can't do that um so what god did is he wanted to send jonah jonah to the city but as we see here that Jonah did not want to do it. He was like, no, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do, Lord, but I'm actually going to hide from you. And it's actually really funny because how are we going to hide from the Lord Almighty that sees literally from above that we are literally like ants to him, you know, like how ants are to us. We're, imagine how ants are to us and imagine we're ants to the Lord, yeah. like the Lord Oh my goodness. Okay. Anyway, so he tries to hide. And so Jonah goes on along. He walks and he tries, uh, not tries, but he does buy a boat ride um, to go away from the Lord. Because as I said, he's trying to hide from the Lord and he's trying to go away. He's like, no, I'm not obeying you, Lord. So he goes away and then a storm happens. A huge, huge storm happens. The boat is about to like flip over. It's about to tip over. And the captain of the boat starts saying to the people, guys, guys, let's do something um, because this, um, what is that called? Like, uh, what happens in the, this like, like rain, yeah, the storm, there you go. I was like, bro, why can I not think of the word? Um, but the storm is happening and we need to do something for us to not to be able to die. And so the captain starts freaking out. He starts looking all over the boat and he finds Jonah sleeping. He finds Jonah sleeping in the middle of the boat. Remember this, because all stories have symbolism and we can apply it later. But okay, so continuing on with the story. Then um, Jonah um, gets up and because the captain woke him up and he's like, why are you sleeping? Start praying to your God and say and, and pray to him that the storm will go away. But later on in the story, the men realized that Jonah is the cause of this storm. Because of Jonah, this storm happened. And 
Jonah saw that the men found out that it was him. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm taking so long. But um, Jonah saw, the people saw that it was Jonah's fault. And Jonah admitted it to them. He was like, you know what? Okay, fine, throw me off the boat. Because, because of me, this storm is happening. And then, um, what's it called? So we see here that they eventually threw Jonah off the boat. And the wind and the waves calmed down. And they realized then and there the power of the lord they realized that how big and almighty the lord is to calm the storm and to even activate a storm in the first place okay now that you guys know the story let's discern it so we see here that by disobeying the lord jonah goes away right right and he is sleeping in the middle of the, of the boat and the captain finds out authority finds out that jonah's sleeping so we see here that doesn't our disobedience cause us to be asleep spiritually doesn't our disobedience cause us to affect other people around us and the reason why i say this is because when jonah was sleeping the captain the authority found him sleeping he was like no no you need to get up and start praying so this is jesus telling us guys you that are disobeying get up and start praying and start repenting because if not the lord will cause storms in our lives and because of the people that were on the same boat as jonah they were affected as well because they were around jonah his disobedience caused others to be affected and so we see here that um because our disobedience we cause others to fall and to stumble as well why because we're not obeying the word of a god and if we're not obeying the word of god we're simply not caring what god has to tell or what us has to do for us oh my goodness i'm rambling okay so you guys can um go ahead and, and um go continue after <laughs> um i i love how you were saying how how we could be spiritually asleep because it is true yes. our even when we try to be obedient like it's not always the obedience that God asks us to do. Mm -hmm. And and I'm pretty sure, like, well, not pretty sure, but God definitely had a purpose for Jonah, but yes. he completely ruined it because he just wouldn't listen. You know, he was terco, <laughs> as yeah. many of our parents would, you know, call us sometimes. <laughs> because yeah. we are. We're stubborn. We're tercos, and we don't like to listen. Um, but that just, like, an example that, that came into my mind is like us because many of the times our disobedience can lead us from stopping uh, getting getting blessings or getting like the promise or the, a good plan that is to come. Mm -hmm. So for example, Jonah, his end story could have been good, but because yeah. he didn't disobey, because he was not awake, he yeah. was asleep, his end goal was terrible, right? Yeah. Like the Bible doesn't even mention him at After, all yeah. yeah like period jonah bye you know and and that's that's very crazy because i can relate this to us like how many times have we been told mm, like for example i asked for permission to my parents right and i'm like hey can i go out this day and they tell me no right mm -hmm. but because of my disobedience i get angry i start doing this 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 and this but the whole time the reason why they said no was because that day they were gonna go take me to disneyland yeah. you know like you don't know it until you get to that day right but because of the moment that they tell you no or you know when god says like hey um maybe yeah it's yeah. not your time yet like wait off a little bit and instead of us saying like yes amen bowing down our head we're like why no you know like and it, yeah i, I so do that defensive. too yeah very yeah. defensive yeah. but you don't know that your end goal is is going to be greater than you know than the note you're receiving now exactly than what you wanted and something that came out to me is in ecclesiastics 5 1 ecclesiastes yeah, yeah 5 1 and it says guard your steps and focus on what you are doing as you go to the house of god and draw near to listen rather than to offer the careless or irreverent sacrifice of fools for they are too ignorant to know they are doing evil so what is it trying to tell us sometimes 
when we come to the Lord and we try to do like our best, what we can be doing is giving evil stuff, right? And evil stuff, not in the like, like, wahaha, like super, super, super evil, but something that is unpleasant to the Lord. And this causes us to be like it was saying, we, we are like careless and irreverent sacrifice of fools. Like we ourselves become fools that is just, you know, people that just do not obey. And we need to recognize that our obedience is like the top notch, like number one in ranking before anything else. Like our sacrifice or what we can give that what we can give is like useless to the Lord at, at the end of the day. Like God does not need anything that we can offer because he is God. He gives us these things like he can do it in a in a snap of a finger himself. Heart, yeah. But with our obedience, it not only is pleasing to the Lord, but it edifies us as human beings because we are in need of the Lord. And just like Jonah, we can be taken off or not given of the good promises. Just like a comment to add. Um, God is so good that that as Kathy was saying, like nothing that we give to the Lord is really like enough because God is God. Like yeah. <laughs> it'll never reach to that. But even obedience, he's so helpful and he's so good that even obedience is good for ourselves it's not even like to benefit him yeah, yeah it's it's for us like um kathy was mentioning like parents parents have like this thing where it's like like magic powers that god gives them <laughs> that they just know when something bad is gonna happen they just True. know like something isn't right yeah and sometimes again like kind of what kat was saying um like we asked permission to something i know when i was when i was younger i would i would beg my mom probably cry <laughs> to please let me go out with certain girls but my mom like always saw like something like no it's like, always the mothers knowing yeah. us there's always yeah. the mothers yeah and i'm friends. like i'm like but their mom let them and and these girls were like older so i was like they're older like it's not like but little did i know like it was babies with babies yeah. at the end of the day you know <laughs> um but it's that's exactly how god is sometimes we're like we want it so bad but at the end of the day him saying no it's just gonna be benefit us it's just gonna give us good in our lives because he saw a danger that we couldn't see just to add a little comment to you like um there's a saying where it's like there's always a time and place for everything mm -hmm. like every season has to happen you know like you're not gonna go to the beach in the winter you know what i mean <laughs> like you're not gonna go to i mean i guess <laughs> but um like you're not gonna go in the water if like it's freezing cold outside you yeah. know what i mean like you're not gonna go skating when it's like super duper hot and it's like over oh, a thousand degrees yeah you know what i mean like there's always a time and place for everything like god always tells us like like let's say let's say i want a car like right now right and i'm i'm 15. do i need a car right now no like I have my parents, I have my siblings to drive me around. Right now is not the time for me to like, um, yeah, it's for me to learn, but right now is not the time for me to drive a car, for me to go and get a car because I'm not the right age right now. Like, especially like right now, I'm 15. I'm not even the legal age in order to get a license or anything like that, right? Like there's always, as I'm saying it like over and over again, but it's true, there's always a time and place for everything, you know, like, it's just like God always has our backs. It's just like, sorry, I'm like stuttering right now. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, like we need to understand that, like how Jenny was saying, a no is a no. Yeah. Like you need to take that to the gut. Like a no is a no. And um, just like close off to what I'm saying, like 
you need to understand, well, well, we all need to understand that not everything that we want is for the right thing that is the time right now. Yes. Yeah. I love what you were saying because um, literally not all the things that God gives us is, you know, for the time um, adequate for it. You know, there's always a time for it when there isn't a time. And even then, like when you're giving like your obedience or, you know, you're like, yes, amen. Our obedience, like I said, is not always the same. And I can see this with King Saul because his story in um, his in First Samuel 15, God, you know, not many times in like the Bible you hear God saying like, I regret or I, yeah, like I regret giving something to somebody. But with King Saul, he, it, the Bible says that he, he for sure said like, I regret and, you know, I'm trying to, I'm going to take away his, his authority that, you know, I have given him. And... And that's kind of scary because, number one, Saul's disobedience caused them to to a punishment, you know? And um, I'm going to read you guys the verse, and I'm going to give you some backstory. In 1 Samuel 15:22, I'm reading ERV, and it says, But Samuel answered, Which pleases the Lord more, burnt offerings and sacrifices or obeying his commandments? It is better to obey the Lord than to offer sacrifices to him. It is better to listen to him than to offer the fat from rams. And to obey, like the word in this verse, it means to give attention, listen, lean your ear, and to receive. And then sacrifice, it was, it was also known as like an offer, to offer something or give an offering. So what is this trying to say? That when we obey, we have to lean in our ear and, you know, actually like have our ear open to understand what God is telling us and just so we understand a little bit of um the story of Saul and how his disobedience caused him to just bam like no more no more King Saul for you you're just gonna go back to Saul was because King Saul was anointed by Samuel right the Lord told Samuel hey go and anoint the King Saul because I need him to get rid of all the Amalekites right why the Amalekites the Amalekites were people obviously they had a king named Amalek and his name was King Amalek of all the Israelites but what King Amalek did was that when the Israelites were going from Egypt to Canaan what did what did the uh, king amalek and all the amalekites do they try to stop them from going to their promised land so that that is not what pleased the lord and that's when samuel anoints um saul as king and tells him hey you have one job and i'm gonna tell you what it is you're gonna go all of to the amalekites you're gonna kill all of them all the animals all the adults all the old people all the kids too like everyone every single one of them gone and that was very um <laughs> very like like, wow, okay, so everybody got to be gone, you know? And so then it proceeds to say in verse 9, Saul and the Israelite soldiers felt bad about destroying everything, so they let Agag live. They also kept the fat cattle, the best sheep, and the lambs. They kept everything that was worth keeping. They didn't want to destroy these things. They destroyed only what was not worth keeping. So what is this trying to tell us? That Saul, he obviously had an opinion. Like, he thought he was being obedient but he was now pinpointing and choosing what he wanted and how many how many times does god ask us to like let go of something and we have to be obedient to it but we're just like mm, maybe i want to keep this or mm, maybe i'll throw this one away because you know i don't really use it but the one that's holding me back i'm gonna keep and that's what he was doing they clearly gave him instructions saying like get rid of everything so guess what when samuel came back he was like hey so what's good you know what happened right and obviously they told him kill all the animals and then samuel hears all the animals and he's like 
so what is that? What, what is that noise that I'm hearing? In verse 13, it says, when Samuel comes near to Saul, Saul greeted him and said, the Lord bless you. I have obeyed the Lord's commandments. 14, but Samuel said, then what is that sound I hear? Why do I hear sheep and cattle? Saul said, the soldiers took them for the Amalekites. They saved the best sheep and cattle to burn as sacrifice to the Lord your God, but we destroyed everything else. And what's funny here is that Saul, he, he sees Samuel as in acting like, oh, I've been obedient, right? And he's saying like, Lord, hey, hey, Samuel, like, Lord, God bless you, you know, like everything's going good here. But right before then, right before that, Saul, he builds like an altar and he starts, you know, making people like worship him and him giving him the glory for what he was doing. And Samuel was saying, uh-uh, this is not what the Lord, what the Lord um, sent you to do on a mission. And he, and you know, Samuel gave him clear instructions from the Lord saying, you're going to go and kill all those sinners. And he didn't do it. So how many times, and you know, Saul, the Bible says that he was very proud because he was obedient, but he wasn't. And that's when Saul, that's when Samuel tells him like, Hey, what more is pleasing to the Lord? Your sacrifices? Because remember Saul said, I'm keeping the animals so we can give them up for an offering. But the Lord said, we're going to kill all of them. So why you keep any of them right and that's when the it, disobedience that's when the disobedience comes and you know god said no nope, i'm taking away the 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 what is it the authority king from saul away from him because he did not obey to my clear instructions he wanted to pinpoint and keep what was good what was valid rather than killing ev all the sinners that i told him to keep mm -hmm. and you know what's really important about also like obeying is the fact that like was it like when we obey of course like was it like, we don't see the end result and why things happen of course right like as we mentioned earlier with parents we just have to nod our head and go with the flow of course because we don't know mo we don't know better right and a story that actually like brought to my attention was actually in exodus 32 this is after when um the israelites were um like praising the golden calf right after when moses went up to uh, mount sinai and was um getting the, the commandments um correct me if i'm wrong but yeah um, but it says right here in um, Exodus 32, um, 25, Moses saw that the people were out of control, right? The Israelites and Aaron had let them go out of control, right? And seeing, make, make, and when he saw him, making them look like a laugh, laughing stock to their enemies, right? And um, it says right here in 26, and Moses stood at the camp's entrance where, and said, whoever is for the Lord, come to me. And all the Levites gathered around him, right? And the Levites at this time, they were um, a tribe, right? Like, was it like um, they de descended from Levi, right? And they gathered around him and he said, he told them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Every man fasten his sword to his side, which is pretty much get strapped up, right? And he's like, <laughs> go back and forth uh, through the camp from, the en from entrance to entrance. So pretty much nowhere to go, right? And kill, um, each of you kill um, his brother and his friend and his neighbor right and the levites did as moses commanded and about three thousand men fell that and fell dead among that day like the people right and three thousand and this time it's crazy of course right like and keep in mind friends family and neighbor right the Le the levites all the all these people like was it like they've seen each other they, they've been like dogs since like day one of course right because they they've been through slavery they've been through like like struggles and everything like that right but once moses came down from mount sinai mount sinai, mount sinai excuse me um i'm like choking with my words but once he actually started coming through and he saw this he was like no something needs to be reset right like was it and sometimes our obedience is leading to like a reset right a, a reset as in like was it like um like what the church needs of course right like was it like sometimes our obedience is like the beginning of something new the beginning of something that the lord wa wants for the church right so like was it like if one person acts then the rest of the will act of course right own fall in line into order and if you think about it 
it's really sad and depressing because our like was it like friends family and neighbors like it it's it's pretty intense because sometimes like was it like we look at our neighbors and stuff like that and it's like oh i think they're doing fine you know like was it but we can only know so much yeah. do they really obey how, how how often are you like keeping them in check how often are you checking in on them like was it like hey how hard is your relationship with the lord and everything like that right and which i think it's super important number one and how this is aligned with like obedience um like once we understand like obedience and like it's, it's like significance towards us it it kind of makes everything fall into place um it makes us feel like what's it like okay we can possibly see where the train tracks leading to but like what's it like but we can't really see the end result we just gotta nod our head and say yes lord i'll do your will and stuff like that and the same thing goes with leaders right um we're surrounded by wisdom of course right like was it like um even like and also just a heads up as well even if your leaders are wrong even if your parents are wrong you gotta say yes you, you know you gotta like, do what you gotta do because at the end of the day you're doing god's will not with the will of your parents and not the will of your leaders just for satisfaction of course because when that's happens that when that is happening then at that point you're not even serving god you're not even living in god's in jesus's footsteps of course but it was kind of like a food for thought because sometimes our brothers and sisters sister stumble and it's something that we should always like look out for of course and i just think it was um something that should be said of course Yes, and so when I see here that when we refuse to listen to the Lord, we are, uh, sorry, we are determined to go our own way. Like when we're refusing him, we're saying, no, actually, it's me, 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 as like we were saying earlier. But I see here in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, it says, may my, sorry, not me, my God-defined people respond by humbling themselves, praying, seeking my presence, and turning their backs on the wicked lives. I'll be there ready to you, I mean, ready for you. I'll listen from heaven, forgive their sins, and restore the land to help. So we see here that if we are the people that we name ourselves God-defying people, we are the chosen people, we are followers of Jesus, we should always be humbling ourselves and always praying and always seeking the Lord. And then um, God will forgive our sins and he will restore the health or give us health in a huge lifetime, right? But what happens when we don't obey him you know and and god won't forgive our sins he won't give us health he uh we're not being humble and what reminds me of the story of um the prodigal son is when he uh left because he was like he was comfortable and he was like you know what i'm just not gonna stay here i don't want to be here anymore god i mean god father give me the wealth you promised me and i'm gonna just go live the life that i want to live i want to go do whatever i want and nothing that pleases the father nothing that pleases my physical father or spiritual father which is god and so when he left we can see that he spent all his fortune all he was worth like what was whatever to his name on prostitutes he spent it in bars he sent he spent it in drinking he spent it on drugs he spent it on whatever evil thing you can think of that's what this prodigal son did and we see here that later a famine happens uh, uh um and this prodigal son was left with nothing because he spent in such a ridiculous life, a wicked life, an evildoer's life. He spent all that money. And we see here that that if he could have like just obeyed the Lord and stayed where he was meant to be in that palace, in with his father, um, following his father's footsteps and not go out, that 
the prodigal son, he didn't have to suffer the way he did. He didn't have to end up eating from the pigs where the pigs eat. And so we see here that that then the prodigal son found out on what he did. He was like, you know what? Let me go back because even the servants of my father lived better than how I live here. And the beautiful part here is the one the prodigal son came back um, that the and the father saw him. It's not like the father uh, like was disappointed in him or was just like, oh, you're back. But he, the son came up to him and the father of, of, I mean, the son was walking and the father ran to him and he and with open arms. So doesn't Jesus do the same thing to us when we finally want to obey and when we finally want to repent and get away from our wicked lives, like it says in this verse, that he welcomes us back with open arms. And he was like, no, you know what? Let's throw a party. We're going to celebrate because my son is back. And we see here that if we do obey, we will be blessed. And it says here in, in Deuteronomy 11, 27, it says, you'll be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord, your God that I am giving you today. And so we see that by obeying God, we will be blessed in the future. It's not like we're going to immediately be blessed here and there you know like it does take time for us to be able to let go of our past to let go of all the wicked evil things that we've done but God, with being with god we have a better life we have more peace we don't have that that quotations happiness that the world has supposedly to give us or whatever happy or whatever good lifestyle um, that the world promises us that it is good to the world but we actually have peace with the lord I love how you were saying that because I think at the end of the day, what the Lord seeks and always looks at is our heart because no matter what, no matter like what we do or what we say, like obedience comes from like your inner being, like your soul and your spirit, because first of all, your soul and your spirit, well, your soul is, oh, I mean, not your soul, your spirit's always willing to do things, but your soul is not willing to do things. Your soul is the one that's always rebelde, the one that doesn't want to obey. And it's very hard to like submit itself if we do not practice like the obedience. So it's it's very important to, to know that what God wants above all things is your heart and your intentions, because many of the times our obedience can come only when we want to please people, only when we want, when we want to be seen by people. But that, that's not the case because like this, this topic is obedience is always better than sacrifice. And what is sacrifice? When we offer things, when we, when we bring an offering to the Lord, like the Lord is saying like, Hey, I, I accept your offering, but the way that your actions have been, have been, shown. have been shown is not correlating to the obedience that I'm asking you for. And that's something that we always have to, um, to always keep in mind. And a story that I, on it continues to be Israel's like disobedience because Israel, if you read like all these stories of Israel, they were like bad Israel, Judah, Jerusalem, all these cities they were in, they were t like sinners, right? Like very, very bad. And we can see us being that way as well. But in Isaiah 1, 10 and 11, and it says, hear the word of the Lord rulers of Jerusalem, you rulers of another Sodom, listen to the law and instruction of our God, you people of another Gomorrah. What are your multiplied sacrifices to me without your repentance, says the Lord. I have had enough of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of well-fed cattle without your obedience. And I take no pleasure in the blood of bulls or lambs or goats offered without repentance. So what is this trying to tell us? That these people of Israel, the Israelites, they were in complete sin, but they knew like what pleased God. 
but because their actions and everything that we're doing it was not matching up to the obedience that god was asking them because god was saying hey repent get away from your sins what were they doing they were not repenting but still giving off giving their offerings and keep in mind the the in the days back then giving offerings and you know yeah giving an offering and offering an animal it would have to be like they would prefer like the fattest one because you know the fattest one would be juicier the one that would let out like a like the yeah light i love that word the light like smell the light you know a fragrance i guess that can go up right and and that's and the israelites knew that which means that we know the orders of how to be obedient but do we really give into us being obedient no because they were like it was saying like the the lord asked them what are your multiplied multiplied sacrifice to me without your repentance so what is this trying to tell us that your obedience is much more pleasing to me than what the offering is is going to be is going to be like the given like the smell of it right like the fragrance your obedience is what is most important so which gives us an understanding that god what he seeks for is your heart your intentions and what happens in the interior side of of us because if we focus and exercise our soul our spirit what's going to happen it's going to be evident with our actions and then we're going to know that oh no no longer thinking of what i think what obedience is but start thinking like okay this is what god's obedience is i'm going to start doing it so just like the israelites the lord was telling them repent and they didn't do it the lord was like i don't care what offering you're giving to me because you guys are not obeying you guys are not running away from your sins you guys are still giving into everything and that's why it's so important that obedience is the key to pleasing the lord yes and a lot of this is um easier said than done because sometimes obeying is super super hard even if it's like when the lord tells us to love our brothers and sisters and you have a difficult time with that brother or sister and you're just like "Ah, i have to love you anyways but it's it's what we have to do you know and we see later in return that our obedience is not like unseen by the lord he actually looks at our heart and sees like oh you're obeying me and you're actually doing it wholeheartedly i will bless you like we said earlier Mm -hmm. and there's another verse in here it says um in genesis i mean it's where in genesis 22 17 and it says i will surely bless you and give you as many descendants as the stars in the sky there will be as many people as send in the seashore and your people will live in the cities and they will take form from their enemies every nation going on to 18 i mean it says every nation on earth will be blessed through your descendants and i will do this because you obeyed me so we see here that in this story in genesis 22 it's talking about how abraham um he was being led by the lord and whatever the lord tossed at him he was like okay you tell me to go here lord i will go here freely and abraham didn't even know where he was going but he was like you know what i have trust in you lord i'm gonna obey you and my life is convicted in you so abraham always did what the lord um told him to do so this obedience we see here that what led to abraham is for his many many descendants after abraham is going to live a blessed life it says every nation on earth will be bre- um, blessed 
Sorry, I get like tongue twisters. But it says every nation on earth will be blessed through your descendants. He's God is talking to Abraham saying that they will be blessed because of your um, obedience. I was about to say disobedience, but obedience that and then it goes on to 18, 19. It says then Abraham went back to his servants. They are all traveled back to Beersheba and Abraham stayed there. And after all these things happened, a message was sent to Abraham. It said, um, your brother now Naor. i'm sorry if i pronounce these wrongs and it says and his wife Michael have children now so we see here that that after um these these people right here that they're talking about they couldn't have children and now they could have children um that through abraham's obedience he's always been blessed by the lord and his family was also blessed by the lord his wife was blessed he was blessed his descendants were blessed so we see here that nothing wholeheartedly to god what you're doing to god your obedience to god it never goes unseen and yes like i said it's it's more easier than um more easier said than done but our obedience to the lord is what matters the most he is the one that calls us um to be obedient and if we actually um do it he will bless us in return um another like bible example um that i was remembering as you guys were talking is cain and abel um in genesis 4 i'll read some of it genesis 4 3 it says and in the course of time cain brought to the lord an offering of the fruit of the fruit of the ground but abel brought an offering of the finest firstborn of his flock and the fat portions and the lord had respect for abel and for his offering but for Cain and his offering, he had no respect. So Cain became extremely angry and he looked annoyed and hostile. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you so angry and why do you look annoyed? If you do well, believing me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, but ignore my instruction, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you to overpower you but you must master it basically so cain gets angry because god isn't accepting his offering Mm -hmm. and and but the lord tells cain like why are you angry why are you so annoyed if you know that if you know that you're you're believing in me and you're doing the right things then why are you why why are you afraid of it not being accepted and and that's many times that's us like um doesn't get into our heads like i know it's very hard to get into our heads that obedience is better than sacrifice but it's something that has to become like uh, a rema inside of us so that we can um so that we don't become like this so that because god is right like why are we why are why are we as shaley says like uh, god sees every single thing that we do like he he there's nothing that you do that doesn't go unnoticed by god Mm -hmm. everything is noticed by god no matter how small it is and and he was right in this if if cain was believing in him if he was doing the right thing then why is he worried and that's kind of like we could take that in our own lives um um if 
we should be focusing on okay am i am i um obeying god am i doing what he wants and not what i want not what i think it what not what i think will please him because that's the problem that cain had he took to god what he thought was right but that's not what god wanted mm-hmm. but yeah yeah guys so just wrapping up this episode um it actually felt super quick i don't know where the 30 something minutes went but we have like 36 minutes already so just wrapping it up we see that our obedience is our is a way of showing god that we love him It, it and it is through our obedience that god recognizes us and enables us to enjoy his love and uh there's a verse that i want to read here it says jeremiah 7 23 it says i only gave you the them this oh sorry i only gave them this command obey me and i will be your god and you will be my people do all that i command and good things will happen to you (sighs) okay guys um I hope this episode was a, a rema for you guys. How could I say rema in English? A revelation, revelation to you guys. Yeah. Um, and for you guys to apply it to your life. Um, just know that you guys are not alone. We also all struggle through this. And it's just through God that we have to stay in prayer. Through God we have to stay consistent. And consistently filling ourselves up with the Holy Spirit. Seeking the Lord. Um, may God bless you guys. And join our podcast every uh, Wednesday at 4 p.m. And also on behalf of danny um he says hi and sorry for not being here it's just that it's really hard to maintain a schedule because he's um building a church right now a new temple um but he will be back soon i promise i promise and he promises too all right bye guys god bless you guys and then we'll see you next week